Call Weekend Breakfast now on 011-883-0702. Good morning, Nikki Bush. Good morning, Nicholas. So we're talking about mathematical literacy now. And uh, the old argument I remember is that if you're not um, that way inclined, stuff like mathematics can just be um, an absolute fugazi for you and uh, uh, something that you're, you're going to absolutely hate from the get-go. But, but there's ways around that if you introduce it uh, early enough in life. That's right, Nicholas. And I think that uh, the, the, the objective of this morning's show is to really help parents to understand how developing number sense in young children should be fun and incidental. It's not about sitting your kids down and doing the scary thing of saying, now we're going to add and now we're going to subtract. It really is incidental. It's on the way. And it mostly happens through social interaction with parents and later the preschool teacher and the primary school teacher. And so we teach our children number sense and quantity through little everyday life experiences and interactions with the environment. And if we're more conscious about it, because that's really the message this morning, is be a little more conscious. We can help our children create the foundations for those very scary mathematical concepts that are more abstract. Uh, because when we think of math, we think of most of us, how we Algebra, geometry. Exactly. You know, all that stuff that's not mathematical literacy, so to speak. Yeah, but and chochas yeah. and rugby poles is what my uh, maths teacher always used to say about students that could do maths. Chochas and rugby poles, G's and H's were the results you could expect at the end of the year. <laughs> That's very, very funny. So we, we need to talk about things like, you know, counting and number recognition and so many of these things that we're going to talk about this morning really don't require the writing down of even a number. It's about getting a sense, a feeling for numbers, an awareness for numbers and the knowledge of their value. So we're going to have some fun this morning sharing some really, really nice ideas of how this can be done on the run at home. So maybe let's start out. What, what, what exactly is number sense and how do you, you build it with, uh, with games like the ones that you've listed here? Fruit punch or... Um, uh, okay. So we'll talk about fruit punch right at the end of the show. But let's just talk about the fact that children need to learn about numbers in a tactile way. Children are multi-sensory learners. They need to touch and feel real objects so that they understand they're in what we call the concrete learning phase and this is how they make sense. So let's start with the body because that's where, you know, when you put your child in the bath, you count their fingers, you count their toes. In fact, from the minute the baby comes out of the womb, what is the first thing a parent does? They check that all the fingers and toes are there. And so when you teach your children, um, the, one of the first things about, about teaching children about numbers is counting their fingers and toes and you touch them as they go and you ask them things like how many eyes have you got and you encourage them to touch their eyes or how many eyes does mummy have and and they touch their nose they only have one nose they have one mouth they have 10 fingers they have 10 toes so it's a process of investigation and then one of the best things you can do when you've done grocery shopping is to get your toddler to help you to unpack and to count. So if you've bought a hand of bananas, how many bananas are there? 
how many apples are there when they help you unpack that into the fruit bowl? And um, if there are, say, uh, three family members and you've got a packet of apples, how many apples can each family member have? And they would make three piles, and if they had made them equal, they could say each family member would have three apples or four apples. So they're actually doing fractions without knowing they're doing fractions. You see, it's subterfuge here. (laughs) And then toast. You know, when we have young children, we often do boiled eggs and toast soldiers. So when you cut the piece of toast into soldiers, um, how many soldiers can you cut out of a piece of toast? It's usually about four, so we're doing quarters. You can cut a piece of toast up into four squares or into four rectangles, and you can even cut them into triangles. So we're not just learning about numbers here, we're learning about shapes as well. And kids love that little bit of creativity. And there's nothing like what you can learn from a simple box of Smarties or a packet of Jelly Tots. Note the multi-sensory nature of the learning here because this is what we can see, so all the different colors, what we can touch, so it's whether they're the smooth Smarties or the rough texture of the sugar on the jelly tots Um, and children can taste and smell as well so if you are um, with a child and you're going to be in say a restaurant for a while go and buy a big box of Smarties because here's a little activity you can do while waiting for the food to arrive you ask your child who may be four or five or three to find you all the red Smarties, then find you all the purple Smarties and make color groups. Once they've made the groups, then you start the counting. So how many red Smarties were in this box? How many purple Smarties were in this box? So can you see they'll be using their fingers, they'll be moving things into groups, they'll be very, very active and it makes sense to them versus just counting from one to ten because by grade one a child should not just be counting from one to ten or one to twenty but they need to have an idea of the value of the number one and the value of the number ten and what we've just discussed now about using a box of Smarties or Jelly Tots gives, gives them an idea of what represents one and what represents five or ten can you get the idea of where we're going with this yeah totally totally but let me ask you this what about parents that feel themselves uh, intimidated by the idea of of math someone that really did not get it in any way shape or form when they were growing up or in school uh, how do you approach that teaching it to your child knowing that you yourself are i don't know numbers deficient well That's why we're doing this in everyday ways, because every parent, whether you passed maths or not, is able to do exactly what I'm talking about here. And what we need to do is cast our vision forward a little bit. And, you know, this is why maths literacy came in as a subject for those children who couldn't handle the serious maths of the algebra and the trigonometry and uh, the, the geometry. Maths literacy was about, is about everyday maths that you will need to survive in life. And that means knowing that, you know, when you buy something for 8 Rand 50 and you've paid with a 10 Rand note, that you need 1 Rand 50 change. It means that um, we need our children, for example, um, you know, if they go and get themselves a job, say, in a hardware store and somebody comes in and says, I need 
two planks of wood this size that they know how to divide the big plank of wood into smaller planks. So we really need to see this as very, very fundamental. Um, and by, by helping parents with these ideas of using everyday objects, you really don't have to have great mathematical skill. You need to get over the, the intimidation and really think about this, you know, what what makes up five? What makes up seven? And what you do then is you start saying to your child, okay, so um, you've got seven bananas. If you give daddy two, how many bananas have you got left? So there we've just done subtraction. But we're not using the complicated terms of addition and subtraction. But we're actually giving our children a playful experience that's not intimidating to them nor to you about adding and subtracting. So um, you were talking about uh, hohos and hohos and rugby poles. G's and H's. So let's pick up on that and how these everyday objects in our environment can also help parents to help their children to become more aware and adept with numbers. So if you were in a taxi or you were in a bus or you were in a car with your children or even walking through the street, you can count the telephone poles down a street. You can count the street lamps in the street. How about counting every white car that comes by, which means that you have to wait a little while between cars because a red car and a green car might come by in between and you have to be holding that number in your head. So I actually am in Stellenbosch right now and we were driving down from Johannesburg the other day and there were just the most inordinate number of trucks coming by. And for five minutes, we counted how many trucks came by and then we worked out how many trucks would come by on average in an hour. So there's a whole mathematical process there, but it's actually very simple. Um, And because, uh, say, you're counting only white cars, you're having to use your visual memory to remember. So in between, when all these other cars came by, where were we before the last one? We were on number three. Okay, so the next white car that comes is four. Um, So using all those different perceptual skills is very, very important. And then you can play measuring and estimation games. You know, kids love, for example, to play with water. So you can give them a jug, a liter jug or a 500 milliliter jug, and you can get them to, um, to take water out of the swimming pool and put it into a bucket. How many jugs of water will fill up the bucket? When you are um, driving, you can be talking about time. What's that common question that children always ask when you're on a long journey? Are we there yet? <laughs> and that's a great opportunity to play a game around, around number sense. You know, how many, how many hours is it going to take to get there? How many hours have we been driving for? Therefore, how many hours have we got left? And as children get older, and when they're 9 or 10, you can start talking to them about how many tanks of petrol does it take to get from here to Durban? Um, so... Once again, that's estimation, guesstimation, and measurement. And if they have a birthday party, how many children will be coming? And therefore, how many bottles of cool drink will we need? 
You see, this is real for children. This is about them. And if it's about them, it makes sense. And you can do things with children's parties, something that I used to do with kids' parties, where we used to... um, we used to throw down, we used to have uh, a whole bowl of, say, Smarties, and everybody got the opportunity to take a handful and then count how many Smarties they got and to estimate who got the most Smarties, who got, and, and you could actually stand children in order uh, as to who got the most or who got the least Smarties, and then you average it out and get, give everybody the same at the end. And, Nicholas, something that... I think parents are incredibly unaware of, and over the years I have had thousands of conversations with parents, is actually about how to develop your child's mathematical vocabulary because it's not all about the numbers. I just started introducing something when I was talking about the last game with Smarties, and that was um, who's got more and who's got less. So the kinds of words that we need our children to acquire an understanding of that have links to maths are things like less than, more than, many, and here's the interesting stuff, above, on top, below, underneath, directionality like left, right, in between, behind, in front of, next to, nothing, Full, empty, heavy, light, long, short, tall. And we do this in a very physical way. So we can, um, you know, you've got two children, who's taller, who's shorter. You can talk about the fact that um, they must go and put their book on top of the table. Or if you've got young children, you can hide things around a room and you can then tell them, go and find the teddy bear that's hiding under the chair. If you are, say, doing the weekend chore of taking the rubbish to the dump, this would be a favorite that my children used to do with my husband, to take the rubbish trailer to the dump with the garden refuse. And my husband would talk to the children about... The car is in front of the trailer. The trailer is behind the car. We put the rubbish into the trailer. And when we get to the dump, we take it out of the trailer. Can you see how this is a whole conversation that uses mathematical vocabulary in the real world that makes sense to children? When we're sitting in the car, we're sitting next to each other. If there are three children on the back seat, who is in the middle? Who is on the left? And who is on the right? Can you see what fun this is? But it's Mm. all conversation-based. So the real thing here and and the, um, the, the tip for parents is that we need to be talking our children clever. We must talk our children clever. I hear you. Uh, we got John in Midrand here. He has got something to say about times tables. John? Yes, please. Uh, yeah, it's a good morning. Um, I'm listening, obviously listening to your conversation. What seems to have disappeared is chanting times tables. Now, look, I'm 65. So I distinctly remember I started school at four in primary school. And every single morning, the whole class was chanting one, two, three, two, two, two four. It was times table two all the way to times table 12. 
And it just came instant in one's mind. Now, I'm 65 today. I, I use it every single day. Do you feel there's any value in that anymore? I certainly do. Absolutely. Absolutely, John. And I think, you know, you have mentioned the lost art of, of rote learning of times tables. And there is a rhythm and there's a rhyme to times tables. And, in fact, I would um, encourage our listeners to go onto the Internet because on YouTube you will find lots of videos with some really cute song-type numbers uh, to help you with things like times tables and even fractions. And, as you say, rote learning makes you actually, you know, you're able to access information quickly and easily without even thinking. And the, the fear right now is that most children are growing up unable to, uh, you know, pull that information out of the ether and they have to go to a calculator. So this is a life skill and I think that John has really highlighted an aspect of mathematical literacy that, that is, is still important today. Nikki, how early can we start this? We can start this from literally the age of like six months old when you are changing your baby on the changing table. You count their fingers and their toes out loud. You touch their one little nose and you touch their two little eyes. So it goes back to conversation, conversation, and let's not forget the aspect of having fun. So while we're talking of fun, Nicholas, let's just talk about the toy review for the week. Yes, fruit punch. Fruit punch, yes. And I chose fruit punch very, very specifically because it is about um, counting and it's about number recognition. So it's a card game. It is fast. It's quick. It's competitive. For the younger child, you can play it slower. This is for children from five through to adult. It's by Amigo Games. My toy reviews are on NikkiBush.com. Just go Nikki Bush Toy Review and you will find it on the internet. 274 Rand 99 for two to six players and it will take just 15 minutes to play. And what you do is, and by the way, one of the reasons I've highlighted this is not just for the educational value, but this is one of the world's top-selling card games with 11 million sold in the game, in, in, in the world. So this is a very, very popular game. And uh, what players do is they're, they're each given a pile of cards, and each card has got fruit, very beautiful illustrations of fruit. So you might have plums and lemons and strawberries, etc. And everybody turns over a card at the same time. As soon as you spot five of the same type of fruit, so Nicholas, you may have turned over one lemon and I might have turned over four lemons. The first person to spot that that makes up five must literally bop the banana and there's a squishy banana that squeaks that you put in the middle of the table. So this is really fun. So the first person to spot five of the same fruit bops the banana, it squeaks, and you win all the cards from that round. The person who wins all the cards at the end of the game is actually the winner. But this is fun. It requires quick reflexes because you need to be the first person because, believe you me, two people are suddenly going to see that there are five of the same fruit at the same time. And, um, and this is really about counting, addition, mental arithmetic, pattern recognition, and increasing the processing 
speed as well as eye-hand coordination and fine motor control. So there's an enormous amount of learning to be had in the game Fruit Punch by Amigo Games and it's a load of fun because there's that who, who can actually spot five of the same fruit first and also you're going to be doing number composition and decomposition because it might have been three lemons and two lemons that made five. Can you get what I'm saying? So you're looking for different combinations and see who can spot the right combination first. So I highly recommend Fruit Punch by Amigo Games, and our listeners can go and find my full review and a video of this product on NikkiBush.com Toy Reviews. Nikki, before you go, uh, John in Pretoria's got a question. John? Oh, it's actually just an observation, and it's a very sad one. Um, Nikki, what you're saying here is very important, and parents need to understand this. My wife is an OT. I have nothing to do with your field. I'm a computer scientist. Um, recently, when she did school readiness for um, kids, for the first time she got one that scored zero. Zero. And this is for a normal school. And when she interviewed the parent, the parent just said, look, um, kid is happy, kid is fine. I don't know what the problem is. What did the parent do? How did the parent look after the child? Here, here's your tablet. Or there's the TV sitting watch. That would be it. Parental input in children's lives is of incredible importance. Otherwise, your kid will fail school readiness, maybe fail grade one, fail grade two. What happens to that child? In many cases, they're intellectually fine, but they've not had the input they need. So please, parents have to do this kind of stuff. It's absolutely vital. Would you agree with John Nicky? Yeah, such a brilliant observation. And really what he's identifying is while children might be able to count and use an iPad, we have to remember what I said right at the beginning of the show, and that is that children are multisensory learners. And for them to actually understand number and quantity, they must play in a tactile, three-dimensional way with real objects in the early years because this is building strong foundations for those abstract skills that become ever more complex and complicated as they get older. So don't miss your foundation years. And it's why I'm such an advocate of the fact that every child in our country needs a good preschool education. And that, unfortunately, is not the case. Nikki Bush, as always, important uh, advice for parents and guardians, uh, our human potential and parenting expert, talking about numerical literacy on the 702 Weekend Breakfast.